Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Third Line Podcast. That's right. Back-to-back weeks. We're on a roll. Uh, let's see how long that lasts, but uh, right on cue, my dogs decide they need to chirp in as well. Um, but yeah, we're back. Second week in a row. Uh, we got a few things on the go. A couple topics. Uh, not a lot of juniors news, really, to speak of. Um, so if you're tuning in for WHL stuff, it might be a little dry in that department, but, uh, we got some Canucks Jersey news. Uh, we got the Flyers botching their pride night, uh, immensely. Um, we're going to do a, we're going to finish things off with a draft of the best Adam Sandler movies inspired by our own Adam last week, uh, with his 51st dates rant. And, uh. (laughs) Yeah, Jess had to do a little Adam Sandler research. She's got her IMDb fired up and ready to go. Also, the yeah, All Star game or NHL just uh, dropped their All Star jerseys. Uh, honestly, Did I love they? them. I love them. Oh, yeah, like three minutes ago. Hold on, Jess. I'll pull them up for you. Here, I can show I'm them. Actually, on, uh... afraid. Oh yeah, Adam can do it on the screen. So there you go. That's yeah, easier. There you go. Um, yeah, this is riveting uh, radio, by the way. Um, okay, really so that is the that's Western, the Western Conference, and then uh, the Eastern Conference. I so, don't hate those. I'm no, shocked. They are. That I don't hate those. They're a throwback to the early '90s All Star jerseys. The uh, they've they're rocking sort of a Seattle Kraken light teal, and that's probably uh, why I like them. And the pink. I like and, a hot, and a hot pink. Uh, it's very like the '80s slash like late '80s, early '90s was all about neon yeah. and the hot pinks. The and bubble stuff. gum pink. Yeah, and you know what? It's not terrible. I like them. No, I actually, I, I actually like them. I'm shocked because like I haven't liked the, a single jersey that's come out this year. Yeah, and I like the star <laughs> pattern. It reminds me of like the old NHL '94 video game for some reason, and. Mm. Uh, they're classic. The one thing I am noticing, though, is that it's Eastern and Western, so they're not doing the four different teams this year? No, they are. They, they are. Oh, so they're going to do a home Western and an away Western and a home Eastern, away Eastern? Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? That would be the Yeah, so best. it's going to be like, so the color, as, as I understand it, like, when the Eastern teams play each other, it instead of it saying Western, it will say Eastern on one. On the one yeah. that will be a Western, home so and away. It's like a white and a black jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so just the crest will change for like if two Eastern teams play each other, one will be East or one will be white, one will be black, but they'll both say Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe yeah. they'll say the division name. Who knows? Honestly. Yeah. Either way, I don't hate them. Uh, that's a good transition into the uh, the Canucks news as well. The free the skate hashtag free the skate. Well, why don't we? Why don't we talk about the Flyers first, and we'll like work our way <laughs> from like least negative away. to like. Yeah, get a little heavy first and then ha- have a little fun after. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's not a bad idea. I mean, uh, Jess is obviously quite fired up with this being her team. Um, yeah, what was your uh, first slash current reaction to that drama, Jess? Well, I mean, it, I've kind of facilitated very widely through all kinds of um emotions when it comes to this first i'd like to say the flyers i don't think botched their pride night or their hockey is for everyone night i think the rest of the team did great i think that 
lights and JVR and everything that they've done for LGBTQ youth has been absolutely outstanding and amazing. Um, and it's really, it's really easy to see that the Flyers as a whole really do like care about the community. You know, you've got Gritty, the running around in a pride flag and all of that stuff. Like he's literally an icon for pride. Um, and JVR and lights, they're donating tickets to LGBT communities. They're meeting with, uh, kids that, you know, otherwise wouldn't feel welcome in a sport like yep. this. Um, but what makes me mad is how they handled the Provorov thing. I understand Provorov has his opinions. That's, I'm not going to debate that because we all know that everybody has their opinions. They're like armpits. We all have them and they all stink. But in years past, Provorov has participated in Pride Night. He's gone out there in warmups. He's had the jersey on. He's participated. So yeah. his whole stance, all of the sudden, being like, I want to be true to myself. I'm going to stand behind my religion, his religion that says absolutely nothing about being gay within the written word is bullshit and he's being a bigot that's yeah. all it is and my and, question is is like you said the timing if if he's yeah. participated before what has changed yeah exactly i don't get that he i mean we've been doing these pride nights for years and there has not one time been a moment where he stepped out and he wasn't on the ice for warm-ups for the other several years that we've been doing these. I don't understand why all of a sudden he had to take this stance. Whatever, regardless. If he was going to take that stance, he should not have played. He should have sat. If you're not going to participate in the warm-ups, you don't play. Yeah. Like, well, that's... and there's two sides to that as well. Like, they could have avoided all this, like, disciplinary... You know, that is obvious that should have happened for disciplinary reasons. If you're not going to uh, take part in the initiatives that the team is trying to do for inclusivity and all these things, then yes, you should not get a chance to play that game. And that's disciplinary. On the right. other hand, they also would have avoided the entire drama to begin with if he didn't want to and they just sat him, then guess what? All you would have to say is, oh, you know, he's he's healthy scratch he's a, or he's a healthy scratch. And it doesn't scratch. need to go into all of this. It doesn't need Done. to become political. It doesn't need to be anything yep. other than the fact that he's a healthy scratch. Yeah. Not that you I'm know, advocating I mean, for them burying it. But at the same no. time, it wouldn't have become an issue if you just say, oh, he's not playing tonight. Then exactly. It, it dies have, right there. It wouldn't have dwarfed what the rest of the team had done. Yeah. Plus. You know, everything that the team did that was great for, you know, inclusivity, pride, hockey is for everyone, was great. But Provorov's lack of attendance speaks louder to those fans that are part of or for that LGBTQ community than 
anything else does. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what JVR lights any of the other team members do. Provorov's silence and his lack of participation speaks louder to those ostracized people and tells them they don't matter. Well, and what bugged me about the entire situation too is, so it also just creates even more of a divide. The whole point yeah. of the you can play and all that is to, you know, inclusivity, to to bring more people in and realize that, you know, hockey is for everyone. And, you know, there, there doesn't need to be these divisive lines. And what he's done now is he's drawn a line in the sand and he has ostracized the community that they were trying to to support and on the other side of that line are all the you know twitter people with the sunglasses in their bio you know the the people that are just going to be like yeah good for you provrov you don't have to wear those you know disgusting jerseys blah 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 all these idiots that are off to the side now they he's, he's have more given, power yes he's given their hate more strength more of he's a voice he's given their hate a platform to stand on 100 percent, and that is and that is part of the problem 100 percent, it is and like it's not know, it's not about what he believes you know he's not he's not the one out there saying these bad things but his lack of participation in inclusivity amplifies. his his complete silence on the situation does more damage yeah than if he were the one talking yeah and it just it does it boggles my mind because like i said it where did this come from did you suddenly become russian orthodox because you've participated for years if which is also been... bullshit too because i mean like evgeny melkin uh, uh ovechkin you've got artemi yep. panarin and igor shesterkin all of them participate in all of yeah. the in the Pride Nights. You know, yep. even Evgeny Malkin. I saw something about Evgeny Malkin donating his suit that he wears on Pride Night to charity. Yeah. You know, so that they so can, they can on auction it, and it off. Like that. And yeah, exactly. exactly. So, like, to hide behind his religion, that's a bald face lie. It's a cop yeah. out, is yeah. what it's it an is. Ex it's an excuse for sure. Yeah. And it just, and it frustrates me, like, you know, torts, I understand, like, you know, supporting a player's choice, but then not understanding this, the brevity of the situation and just being like, oh, well, he's going to play anyway. And what a fucking moron. And yeah. I read the quotes about him being like, well, I made the choice to let him play because originally back in 2016, he said that he would sit a player for kneeling with the, with the anthem. My question to Torts is how would he feel if his players suddenly decided they didn't want to participate in a military appreciation night? Yeah. Because would, I guarantee be you it would be. And not to politicize the the two concepts of, you know, the, the Pride Initiative and the You Can Play Initiative with, you know, the logic of, okay, I would sit someone for kneeling during the anthem because that disrespects the flag. Well, what about when you're doing an inclusivity night and there is literally pride flags in the arena and someone is disrespecting that flag? 
Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that a country's national flag right. and the pride flag are necessarily on the same level, but the importance that it weighs to that community, it it carries similar ideologies. Like it's it's a symbol for what they believe in. Right. And, and it's a symbol of the when it comes to the pride flag. So the the country's flag is a symbol of the country. It's a symbol of strength. It's a symbol of you know, community, all of that stuff. When it yeah. comes to the pride flag, it's a symbol of person, okay? Yeah. When you don't support the flag or the military, that's a political power that you're not supporting. When you don't support the pride flag or LGBTQ, that's an actual person that yeah. you're not supporting. And those are people close to you. I guarantee you, Provorov, even if he doesn't know it, he fucking knows somebody who's gay or lesbian. And by not joining in, he's telling that person that he knows that he doesn't care about them. Well, and Torts tried to say something about it, like bringing the room together when they start these conversations. And don't get me wrong, these conversations are important to have as long as you can have them respectfully and you right. can, you know, learn and educate yourselves. But when you have a couple major allies on your team in those players that you already listed, they are major allies and they go out of yeah. their way to help this initiative as much as they can. And then you get a guy like this who's literally sharing a locker room with you and he does this. How does it not divide? Like, I, I don't think they're going to be like, okay, screw that. I'm not playing hockey with that guy ever again, but it's going to create some sort of unspoken tension. And it is. And it kind of already has, like, I know, um lights you know was asked about it and he kind of threw some shade at Provorov and his choices yeah. um after after the game and he said he wasn't going to really talk about it or go into it but it definitely you could you could hear it in the words that he chose that he did not agree with Provorov and he didn't like the choices that were made on this one you know and I'm sorry like if <laughs> if the fact that TDA can get his racist, uh, yeah. xenophobic, stupid ass out on the on the ice with a pride jersey on, yeah. but Provorov can't, that speaks volumes. A hundred percent. Because you know, TDA has gone through his uh, his roller coaster of idiocies himself, and he sucked it up. And even if he doesn't believe in it, he did it because the team is saying we're trying to do this, we're trying to be supportive, and all this stuff. And you know what? For once in his life, TDA said the logo on the front of the jersey is more important than the name on the back. Yeah, and that's yeah, all you exactly. got to do. And and it boggles my mind that <laughs> that it. it in a season where the Flyers signed TDA, that's actually, he actually one was a of good guy for one night. Things, <laughs> like one of the least bad things they've done this year already. And it frustrates me as a Flyers fan. Like, I, I just want to. I know I he's actually play. been a good player. And so far, he hasn't really been a major distraction. And he hasn't. And it, yeah. it and, and that's fine. Like, if, if that guy can change, is he? Um, <laughs> everybody is, everybody's capable of change. I have my reservations, but if he can change, that's great. I think it's yeah. fantastic. And I'm all for supporting him changing. It's just, it's, it's kind of crazy to think that 
yeah. on a team where TDA is, he he's not the bad isn't guy anymore. The one looking like the idiot and the bad guy right now. That's yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not something to brag about. Um, Adam, you've been sitting there a little quiet this time, this whole time. Uh, I know you had some pretty strong feelings about it too. Well, I just wanted to let Jess, you know, have her moment, take off. I yeah. have the I runway was clear, and I wasn't screen. getting in front of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's fair. When when it, when it's your own team, you should definitely get a little extra, you know, incentive there. Well, first off, um, you know, with the Torts comments where he said that he talked to like Lawton about it, I I think the conversation went, "Listen, this is what's happening. Good, good," and that was yeah. the end of the conversation. Yeah, probably. There's no way that there's no way that Scott Lawton, you know was like, yeah, this is okay. But I can't picture totally John cool I can't picture John Tortorella having a respectful back and forth conversation with most people. Yeah. And I believe yeah. it was Andrew Cogliano who basically called out the whole Flyers or, or toward it towards and Provorov yeah. as well. Like that's a guy who doesn't even play for your team and he's calling you out like Rasmus Anderson. Like there's yeah. players from around the league that have called out this. But let's let's talk like basic finances, financials here. So Provorov gets paid by in portion by the fans, correct? Correct. Yeah. So it, it, would it be safe to say that a portion of the fan base is part of the LGBTQ community? Correct. More than he knows. So he's okay with taking money and being paid by people in the LGBTQ plus community, uh-huh. but then not wearing the jersey. But so not it's supporting like them. Yeah, so they're supporting like, him. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, his argument of, well, you know, you should respect my beliefs but not respecting yeah. people in He says he says I respect everybody. No, yeah, you don't. I'm going to yeah, throw this he, out there too. So, if he had been boycotting this event respectfully, not going out of his way to say negative things, just saying, "Hey, it's not really um, something that I would like to participate in for my own religious beliefs. I respect the cause, but I just need to respect my own beliefs. And you know, if he and that's found a way he, to do that's what he said this time, and that's fine. But that's the thing. I can respect someone if you are a devout religious person and your belief system does not allow you to really get on board with this. I can get it as long as you're not going to be denouncing it and going out of your way to throw these people under a bus. If you just simply say, my religion does not allow me to get behind projects like this. I respect the the cause, but I'm going to take a step back for tonight. Whatever. I get that. That's totally fine. Um, but why did you participate in previous years? Yeah. Something has changed. And I don't know whether it's the, you know, what's happening in Russia right now. Maybe there's more eyes on, on the, the country or something. I don't really know. Maybe a law has changed in Russia and he's afraid of going back home if he supports one of these initiatives. We all my know how... speculation for the change, my speculation, Giroux's not there anymore. There's no captain for that team to put their foot down. And they have a ca- they have a coach that's Tortorella, who doesn't yeah. give two shits about anything. He's, f- he's free to make the choices now. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah, are, those are probably... the two things that I can see that, like, really, really changed. Yep. Well, and... Because I know... know I know in previous years when Provorov did come on the ice 
for warm-ups. He would wear the jersey, but there was never any pride stick tape on his stick. Yep. That is one thing that I did notice in the years that I've been following the Flyers and they've been doing this. And that's so an acceptable thing. So I think he was only partially to... following it, but yep. now... Uh, he also has to realize that it's the year 2023 and he plays in a major North American market. He's not in Russia. Yeah. You know, respect for religion is is good, but as soon as you're as soon as you're disrespecting a portion of you know a, your the community that you live in and then say, well, you need to respect my decision for disrespecting you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I and and it's like, you know, Provorov is a guy who you know, the who the Flyers have been looking to like trade. What team is going to trade like could you St. imagine Lewis. if he ended up in like Toronto or Vancouver or like The only or, team that I can see that it, would accept this behavior is St. Louis. No, Florida or Tampa because they don't care down there. No, St. Louis has actually, like, in the past, they've completely canceled their yeah. Pride game. Basically, they got so, Jordan Bennington on the team, so, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's it's one of those things where... And or, then, you know, the sorry, NHL, uh, or Nashville with their new owner that his yeah, entire so that's an campaign... That, that's an Please. interesting situation, because it, what happens if he ends up in Nashville where, or, on an, or on a team where Luke Prokoff is playing? Well, Prokop's not part of the Nashville organization anymore, is he? No, he is. He is still. Well, yeah. that'll. I'm. I'm sorry. That's going to change. Their ownership is. Has this well, we, new guy we taken charge? We talked about yet? this. Like, uh, uh, yeah, like we talked about. It. We did. We yeah. did. I just don't remember if if the if the sale has gone through or, or not yet. I I don't know. But then the I NHL coming them. out with their statement <laughs> and everything that made no, you know, just kind of like. It was a cut and paste boilerplate, yeah. like. And then yeah. Bedman came out with a statement like a couple hours ago, saying, "Why don't we focus on the seven hundred positives and not just the one neg?" Like, yeah. I don't well, know. If you're I mean, the Flyers right now, like, you know, yeah. or that's a good point. Like, you don't need if, the distraction. Yeah, <laughs> but what happens if you're a member of the LGBTQ plus community and you're part of the Flyers organization right now? Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like well, I mean, the thing is they have so many advocates that you know there's always going to be one bad apple amongst a bunch of, of great people. So if I'm an employee of the Flyers and you know I'm part of that community, I'm not necessarily holding the entire Flyers accountable. I'm holding yeah. Provorov accountable and potentially torts for his handling of the situation. Yeah. Um, and that's about it, really. Um that and, entire and I, locker room I agree has with been you. great. I do agree with you because the the Flyers organization as a whole has been very good when it comes to supporting the LGBTQ community. Um, Even the, you know, the head of the, the organization that kind of like backs and runs the hockey is for everybody initiative has said that Flyers, the Flyers have been one of the loudest within the NHL teams to do this. Um, you know, which, which I think is also part of why having Provorov do this really hits hard, Yeah, you know? And it's why I, 
I need to backpedal on my previous statement when I said the Flyers botched their Pride Night. They didn't. <laughs> um, lineup decisions are a coach's decision. So ultimately, it is up to it's it's down to Provorov and Torts this whole situation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, completely. It it is what it is at this point, and uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate that, like I said, that divisiveness and that line that's drawn in the sand. He probably single-handedly um, alienated less people than he just gained on his side with all the idiots out there. And that's the hard part. That's the hard part is that these, um, you know, ignorant uh, people that are going to jump on board and be like, I want a Provorov jersey now. He's my favorite player. That's (laughs) the unfortunate part is that there's going to be all these people now that are supporting that. And And that is why I can't sell my Provorov jersey. Because Mm -hmm. I know if I do, the only people that will be buying it are the bigoted assholes. So mm-hmm. my Provorov jersey, which happens to actually be the jersey the fly of the Flyers, that is my favorite. It's the 2019 yeah. Stadium Series jersey. It's going to go in the back of my closet and never see the light of day again, which sucks because it is my freaking favorite jersey and I can't buy it again. Well, I mean, you can hope, and it's a long shot at this point, but you can hope that Provorov might learn from all this backlash maybe educate himself a little bit and come out at some point in the future and say, Hey, I biffed that and I'm going to do something to try and help. Um, I'm going to put my, you know, religious beliefs off to the side to try and repair some of the damage I did to this community. And like I said, everyone's capable of change. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen and it is a long shot, but that's something we can can hope hope. for. I can hope. And I always hope that, you know, when it comes to, you know, being uneducated that people do educate themselves and they do, you know, see the error of their ways. And I can hope that Provorov finds that, that piece. A lot of these situations as well, it's, it's upbringing. It's, you know, when a baby is born, they learn everything they know from their parents. So if he was Mm -hmm. raised in an environment where these things were not tolerated, that's all he's going to know. And if he's, and especially in Russia where, you know, yeah. no offense if we have any Russian listeners, but I think it's pretty obvious the, the propaganda machine that is, that is Russia. And it's, there's such a hard line with some of these things that, you know, when the man in charge says, this is not okay. Well, it's hard and fast. There's no, there's no ifs, yeah. ands, or buts. It's black and white. And he hammers that home to the point where, you know, if a Russian player comes out and says, hey, I don't agree with what Putin is doing. He is physically scared for his family back home. Yeah, so, and, and you're not wrong about that. And, and that's so. the state of where he comes from. And yeah. uh, Chris, I can uh, tell you, looking at our analytics, we do not have any percentage Russian listeners? in Russia. I haven't seen the, us showing up on the charts in Russia. No, we were the... <laughs> Uh, I believe at one point we were the 37th ranked hockey podcast in Brazil. And I'm like, well, that's disappointing. Cause how many hockey podcasts are, how many people had, are listening to hockey podcasts? Have, uh, in Brazil? Yeah, we have, views in, <laughs> we have views from Honduras or listens from Honduras and Panama. We, yeah, we should uh, ask Casey if he's been traveling Romania, you know, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we got some reach, uh, when you guys talked to Mandy, you had probably a lot of listens from Sweden. Uh, Sweden accounts for 2% of our, and of I know our, one of our first episodes, episodes. uh, was with, um, 
Schultz from the Royals, who yep. is in Denmark. And yeah. uh, I know a lot of Schultz's family listened. So we, we were, we were pretty hot in Denmark for about a week. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, we're only at 1%. It's only the only people who listen are from the capital region. I don't know what that means. Capital region of Denmark? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, no. thank you to Schultz and his family. Um, <laughs> anywho, we can uh, probably move on from that. We're all a little disappointed okay. in how that went down, but. Um, Hopefully, other teams learn from this. Yes. And we don't see this happen again. 100%. Um, <laughs> speaking of jerseys that you want to bury in the back of your closet, uh, Canucks came out with a new jersey. <laughs> I'd bury that I wouldn't one in say the back it qualifies. Too. What's that? I said I'd bury that one in the back of my closet. You're not too. a fan of the skate? I hate it. Yeah. I but I just, don't like the colors. I I honestly, I like the colors because there's literally only one team in the entire league that has that color scheme. It's the Calgary Flames. And even then, that color scheme is only a recent uh, adoption by them. Their horse head, ugly ass jersey they have the exact same piping and color scheme and everything. And it's unfortunate because when the Canucks rocked it, they were the only team in the league with that, uh, that look. And they just seem to play, obviously, you know, last night is not a telling factor, but throughout the years, they seem to play better in the black jerseys. And science actually says that teams are more intimidating in black and, you know, aggressive color schemes like that. And, you know, the science backs it up that if you are making a split second decision and you see that dark jersey coming at you, it's it makes you panic a little more than the white and blue and green. And it's I like the look. I like the classic jersey. I'm an old school Canucks fan. I'm all for it. I actually like the black behind the Canucks instead of the white. I think it's a cleaner look. I agree with Adam. We talked about it before the podcast started recording. They got lazy with the font. They used the same font that the green and blue jerseys use. And I literally think it was just someone going like, ah, eh, just slap the same font on. Who cares? Like, it just seems lazy. But hmm. yeah, that's just me. Um, I do like black jerseys. I agree with you completely on that. It's the yellow for me. I'm just surprised. And I it blows my mind how many people look at that jersey. And I've seen dozens, if not a hundred comments online of people saying, I didn't realize it was a skate. Are you kidding me? What did you think it was? I, The first time I saw it, I had no idea what it was. I was like, what am I looking at? I saw someone that was like, I thought it was a planet. Like, <laughs> And then the, the ongoing joke is it's, it looks like a plate of spaghetti. Which I, yeah, I guess I can kind of see. Calls it. She calls it the spaghetti oh. skate. I, I, you know, I have some thoughts on this jersey deployment. First off, they have 21 games left, and they're deploying it 10 times. Um, they need to calm I, I down. I hate the other ones. I hate the other ones. No, Bring okay. It. If you're going to do this, do it right from the beginning of the year. Don't jam it down. Don't have mm -hmm. four straight games where you have that jersey, especially That's fair. in a situation like the Canucks are in right now where everything is a tire fire and it's like, Oh look, here's a squeaky toy. Let's try to distract you type thing. Like, uh -huh. you know, Chris, you'll learn this like with, you know, where you dangle <laughs> your keys because everything is going wrong in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, little toy. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like, you know, show the fans a little bit of respect. Secondly, they win in those jerseys, which is never a good thing, especially when you want the Canucks to be losing right now. 
Well, they got their ass uh, kicked the other night, but <laughs> yeah, but like, and yeah, I, like you know what? If they wore it last night and they wore it for the um, First Nations night when they're gonna honor Gino's life, Gino Ojek's yeah. life, that's okay. But don't yeah. put it ten times at the end of the season because your ticket sales are bad. That's the reason that they're doing it because their ticket sales are in the are tanking. That's and they're why, trying to make up for it with jersey sales. Exactly. That's why every single time I turn on Blatantly Facebook obvious. or Twitter, all I get is advertisements for Connect tickets because they're having a they haven't sold out. Like, and they're they're trying everything they can to get. It's like you don't want. So ideally, if you have this third jersey, you have 40, 41 games in a year. So you want to do it like every like fourth game or every fifth game in the season. Something like that, yeah. Like something to mix it up. Not, we're gonna have three different jerseys this year. We're gonna shove all of the reverse retros at the beginning of the season so that you can buy them for Christmas, and then we're gonna shove all of the uh, black skate jerseys at the end of the season because our team is trash and we need you to come to the game. Like, <coughs> I mean, it's I just know. proof that the Canucks do not know how to plan. Yeah, and the numbers on the back are awful, and I don't know what is. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the numbers on the back. Uh, They are like too small. If that makes sense, like I I, I don't know. Does that make sense that they're kind of that they're too small? They just because on the black jersey, it's just it looks like more negative space. I think, Uh, especially because they don't have a different color on the shoulders, so the the black it goes all the way up. So it definitely looks like more hollow space. Uh, the font, I mean, they should have, if they're going to get lazy, at least put the font that was on the jerseys back in 94. Like, just go back to the original then. Don't carry over the same font you've been using for a decade onto a new style jersey. Like, I don't know. It just it's goes a simple to, change. You know, it's just like another thing added to the list. Like, what are what's going on here? Like, it's another thing added to the list that they found a way to fuck up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they... The simplest things, like honestly, uh, Josh Joshua Ray in our group chat put a video of the Canucks trying to do anything, and it was a meme basically of some guy trying to make homemade French fries on the stove with a pot of uh, oil, trying to deep fries French fries, and it's like the Canucks trying to do anything, and all of a sudden it just shows the guy running into the room, and there's smoke in the room because the oil's on fire, and he's freaking out, and he goes over to the sink turns the faucet on full blast and of course an oil (laughs) fire that just makes things worse and all of a sudden a giant fireball and this is basically an analogy of you know the canucks are like oh crap there's bad press there's bad press we gotta do something let's do this oh crap we biffed that okay let's do something else oh shit we we biffed that one too it oh yeah yeah. also just shout out to jim rutherford for telling uh canucks pr when they said last question and he waved them off and just like jim like Jim Rutherford during his press conference just went full scorched earth and was like, yeah, we might buy out people. Are we taking? It looks like it. We've talked to a new coach while we have a, we've talked to players for months about bringing a new coach. Uh, Zero fucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was just like, yeah, that was, I I, I was messaging with somebody and their response was, I have no answer for anything that just happened over the last 40 minutes. Yeah, it was pretty epic. Um, oh, and then, I... yeah, like now the debate is 
you know, Horvat was just named to the all-star team. Is he going to be playing for Team Pacific or is he going to be playing for another team? Like, are the Canucks going to trade him before the deadline? Oh, and then I'm also, honestly, apparently Rick Tockett is starting in a couple days as the Vancouver Canucks coach. One of the worst-kept secrets in the entire league. And it's like, how do you feel if you're Bruce Boudreau, where you took over this tire fire last year and actually made the team look half-decent? Now, obviously, you know, Demko not playing up to, to what he's us- his usual level plus getting injured. And I mean, the roster is still hot garbage. Um, and now they're starting to look like what they actually should have looked like. And last half of last year, the same thing happened last year as what's happening now. The entire league took notice that this team is hot garbage and the Canucks got all the backup goalies. So when they went on a run last year, it was like, yeah, of course, you're getting teams on the back half of a back-to-back or even the front half of a back-to-back, and you're they're giving you the backup because they're like, yeah. this team sucks, we can beat them. So your points that you accumulated at the end of last year were fraudulent. And now what's happening? Guess what? That They get the starting goalies to start the year, and the record is trash. If Boudreaux was to stick around, the same thing was going to happen. And Thomas Drantz went on a rant about this today, and I couldn't agree more, that Tockett's going to come in, and the same thing's going to happen. The Canucks are in the Mm -hmm. bottom five of the league, where they're going to get the backups. Canucks are probably going to go on a run again, like they do every bloody year, leading up to the deadline. And then pick 13th overall. They'll probably add somebody at the deadline, because they're like, oh, we're so good, and we're this close, we're this close. They'll pick 14th overall or whatever, and be hot garbage for the next 10 years. I honestly, the best thing for me right now would be to see Bo Horvat get traded to the Kraken and decimate this team for the next six, seven years. I, I, I would get a great thrill out of that. And so, I, I have questioned, I've been a Canuck fan since I was born. I had Canuck stuff in my crib. I obviously didn't know what it was, but I was bred to be a Canuck fan is basically the point. When I'm at a point where nothing would make me happier than to see the captain of my team get traded to a rival and or destroy to the Boston them, Bruins, or to the yeah, but what would make me even happier is seeing him traded to the local rival. So they're not really a rival yet, but it'll probably happen eventually. And to decimate this team for six years, I'm starting to think I'm not a fan anymore. Like, anyway, a couple of things about that. Canuck fans get ready to watch the team lose every single face off because. It's just that's what's going to yep. happen uh, yep. for the rest of the year. And it's just going to yep. be like absolute ridiculousness. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be painful to watch. Um, not not to mention that. Watch Bo Horvat wants $7 million a year. They say no. He walks out the door and 10 minutes later, they give Andre Kuzmenko $7 million a year. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, just saying. Also, I'm going to the game on the 27th versus Columbus, so I really hope that Boudreaux hasn't been fired. I, you know, I, I, I feel for him. I feel like the right thing to do is fire him, but I hope that he's not fired by the 27th because I want to be in the arena when they have one last Bruce There It Is chance. He's literally he's like... uh, every everything I've seen is he's gone Monday. Yeah, I know. Which is, you know, it's like weird to like hope that somebody gets fired because Boudreaux doesn't deserve it. But it's like, it's like, you know, Don't delay it. Yeah. It's like the mercy kill at this point. Yeah. Like just like, say, it doesn't seem like he's the problem though. Like, but he, it's easier to change the coach than it is yeah. to change, change the team. Roster. Like yeah. it's very, yeah. it's, it's the old like premier league, you know, soccer philosophy. That's what they talk about yeah. a lot in England. Like, 
we change the coach. We can't change the whole team type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, he's only been around for like less than a year. We haven't even let him like shape the team, which is the ridiculous thing. Like Boudreaux is a good coach and he's got a hell of a track record behind him. So the the idea that the, the Canucks would actually let him go is just yet another proof that this team doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know what they are. How to but, their problem. Their team. but we've known this since the beginning of the year because Rutherford basically was like, I didn't know he was going to be our coach this year. He didn't hire him, yeah. Yeah. So we all um, knew this was coming eventually. Like, and unless, like the Canucks would have to be... The Canucks would have to like be top of the Pacific Division and like win a round for Boudreaux not to be fired this year. And this is the lazy NHL GM handbook. Your team is shitting the bed, and you currently in there have a player's coach who's, you know, he's he's a, a buddy to all the guys and he's a nice guy. Well, what do we do? Well, we fire him, we bring in a Tortorella or like one of those like hard ass coaches that's gonna you know, make the guys do bag skates and, you know, try to snap them out of it or vice versa. You get a team that's shitting the bed and they've got, you know, a hard ass coach. Well, let's bring in a friendly players coach. Maybe these guys need to be coddled a little bit more. It's the GM handbook 101 and it barely ever works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Canuckland is, uh, yeah, it is what a it tire is. Fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Tell yeah, about, right? I don't really want to talk about the Canucks anymore, to be honest. <laughs> it makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. This, we, we do this every time we mention them. We talk about them for a you bit and we is, all get you know sad. This, you know what our show is, kind of, or like our podcast is kind of like? Have you ever watched the show last week, tonight with John Oliver? No. No. It's like he talks about a depressing topic for like 20 minutes and then he's like, well, if you sit through this talk about whatever, like that's depressing, I'll show you like a squirrel uh, eating yeah. like a nut or something. <laughs> Yeah, we should just have like pictures of puppies or something at the end yeah. of this episode. Be like, yeah, there we go. We're happy now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here's a photo of a puppy on our audio podcast. Yeah. 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 We'll post it, it, it to our Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, let's stop talking about depressing happy things stuff. and do our draft here. Yeah, let's do a draft. All right. The moment so. that people have been waiting for. If you stuck around through all the bitching and moaning, here's uh, here's the fun stuff. So. We got or inspired. if you just fast forwarded through it all. Yeah, hopefully that's what you did because it was not worth listening to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we've done a couple of these uh, doing a little draft, just something different, something random. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, sports related. Sometimes it's not. We got inspired by Adam's random rant about 51st dates. And uh, we thought, what the hell? Let's do a draft of the top adam sandler movies so we only if someone get if someone picks one it is off the table for everyone else uh what are we thinking three rounds yes three rounds okay so before we start we did pose this out on twitter to ask what people's first overall picks were would be um so casey lay you know surprised that we're going back to back weeks here a little bit of a shot at us i can't say i blame him uh he says Big Daddy goes first. <laughs> um, Malcolm Earth goes with uh, Billy Madison. Uh, Cap Space wins cups. Andy goes with Uncut Gems. Uh, Matt Rowe. I never saw that one. Matt Rowe goes with Happy Gilmore. And uh, Sherry Palmer, uh, she has a toss-up between Happy uh, Gilmore and Grown Ups. So because 
Jess is not as familiar as we are with the Adam Sandler volume, whatever you want to call it. What What is it called? Library. That's what it's called. Basically, uh, yeah. Jess will get the first overall Filmography. pick. Jess will get the first, the sixth, and, and the seventh pick. Chris, because he's having a child, will get two, four, and So we're eight. going snake draft. Yeah, and then I will have three. No, you have two, five, and eight, and I'll have okay, three, so four, and nine. Jess, me, Adam. Adam goes back to back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right, oh, let's okay. do this. And then what we'll do is we'll post our, our teams on uh, Twitter, and we'll get everybody to vote who came up with the best lineup. And this is a vote of you have to pick the movies. This is not a who is your favorite host. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like we know Adam would get zero. <laughs> like last time when Chris wasn't the supposed to win, but magically he did. I just retweeted it more probably. I got uh, I got people in my corner. Yeah. I, I got emergency <laughs> people that I DM and I'm like, hey, vote for me real quick. This is about to end. Chris and um, his 10 burner accounts helped seal the victory. <laughs> no comment. Um, yeah, so... Jess, unfortunately, I wish I had the 101 because I know what's going 101, but you might as well just do it. Who are you taking first? <laughs> I'm taking happy. It's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Yeah, it's happy Gilmore. Oh. Happy Gilmore. I knew it. That was definitely the 101 that burns me right to my core that I did not get yep. Happy Gilmore, but it's okay. It's okay. Okay, so Jessica got <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Um, should I be writing these down? Yeah, because you're making the post. So. All right, let me just open my notes app. Okay. <laughs> this is riveting radio. And you know what? We don't edit anymore, so everybody just uh, stick with me here. Okay, Jessica, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> All right, well, I think... I had a few different options here and uh, uh, I'm going back and forth. I'm, I'm tilted already uh, with that pick. I think just looking through the old IMDB here. I know a lot of his movies off the top of my head, but uh, I'll go underrated. Uh, it's probably not what pe most people would take for the second overall pick. But I'll take Big Daddy. I liked Big Daddy. Casey will be happy. Yeah, it wasn't 101, but... Uh... It's okay. a solid choice. Yeah, it's uh, it's up there. Okay, Adam, what are we thinking? So you I'm going to get back go... to back here. I'm going to go back to uh, before any of uh, Jess's kids were born here. Ooh. And I'm going to go with the... With the third overall pick. In, I'm going to go back. You know what? I'm going to go back to a year where my sister was born in. Uh, with the third overall pick in the Adam Sandler draft, I'm going to take uh, the Waterboy. Uh, I, I knew was you were going to say that. I was honestly <laughs> going between Big Daddy and Waterboy. I love Waterboy. But uh, there's just a few cringy moments in there that I was like, Ugh. A few? Yeah, Henry Winkler. <laughs> Henry Winkler's ass. Yeah, Henry Winkler's ass in there. Um, it's a classic though. It's super good. Yeah. 
All right. Disappointed. I thought that might come back to me, but. Are you a fan <laughs> of what? Do you think that uh, is Gatorade better than water? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Apparently, BioSteel is the new thing. Yeah. Uh, BioSteel, I don't want to end any potential partnerships in the future, but not good. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, not a sponsor. For pick a number four, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with another movie from the year 1998 here. I'm going to go with The uh, Wedding Singer. Yeah. Very yeah. underrated movie. Drew Barrymore. Another uh, Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler movie. the first time that they, were t that they played together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a fantastic movie. And I'm trying to think of the guy. Yeah, Billy Idol. <laughs> Random cameo by Billy Idol. Who yeah. pushes a drink cart into somebody. Uh, fantastic scene on the airplane. Like, you know, Adam Sandler's just allowed to, like, make announcements. Uh, oh, can we go four rounds? <laughs> I mean, it, you'd have to ask... Uh... <laughs> I mean, there are there are spots on Twitter for four pictures. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, up to Jess if she can go rounds. four rounds. Do you think you could go four rounds, Jess? I can probably figure something out. Okay. 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 I just so, I got a few that I want. Chances are they're not coming back to me anyway, and I'll be like, screw this, we're doing two rounds. So, um, <laughs> okay, so I'm up. Uh, so here is is my dilemma. Do I take one of the rare Adam Sandler serious movies, especially one that I haven't seen? Just oh, well, to pander. It, then, that's, then how can it's you just know? pandering? It's pandering for votes. Oh. Uh, I can't do it. I haven't seen it. I heard it was amazing, but I can't take it because I haven't seen it. And it's not in me to just pander for votes. So I can't do it. Um, and with the vote, you're going to take. <laughs> no, I can't take Uncut Gems. I haven't seen it. I heard you're it was gonna almost You're going to pull a Oscar WWE heel moment here and just take it. No, you know what? I don't even care if I lose the draft. I have to stick to uh, stick to my guns and pick things that I've seen. So, um, All right, well. I wasn't sure if it was going to come back to me, but now that I'm at the second round here, I can't risk losing it. So I'm taking Billy Madison. That's smart. Cause that was going to be my next pick. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey, Jess, with the six that. overall pick. Deuce Bigelow, Anger male management. gigolo is still, Oh no. Deuce Bigelow, <laughs> European gigolo is still up on the board. That's just a cameo though. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's a it's Rob Schneider movie. No, it's an uncredited part. Oh, even worse. I'm taking anger management. Oh, because I actually choice. liked that movie. That that movie made me laugh. I don't know my my husband. I don't know if I told this on the podcast or after, but my husband's best friend hated that movie so much. That I think you mentioned the last out week, yeah. of the theater. Yeah, he Jack was Nicholson, though. pissed. I, I still don't understand why he hated the movie so much. Jack so, Nicholson did so good in that. <laughs> yeah. Was that... Uh, it wasn't Mira Sorvino. Who was... Uh, or not... Uh, no. Um, who was the... I don't remember. When, not Winona Ryder. Who was... Marissa Tomei. That's the one. I was thinking Seinfeld. I'm like, who was George obsessed with? Marissa Tomei. That was the one. Okay, I've got my two. So I'm just hoping that uh, Jess doesn't steal one of them with her back-to-back -back here. So anger management, who are you going with your second one? 
Oh gosh, I get to go again. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let me get potentially back to one more after list. if we're gonna go four. Hang I on. didn't think we could make it four, but there's there so go. many movies that I think we can. Sorry. He's credited for um, eighty-one different things. So <laughs> my whole system just decided it wants to be a pain in the ass. Hang on. Okay. We can just riff for a little bit here. I. Uh, Completely. I sorted it by like overall rating on IMDb, and there's things <laughs> that are way down on this list that should be way higher, but obviously they got rated low because it's an Adam Sandler movie. Adam Sandler yeah, movies do get panned. Oh, like it's true. Uh, Pixels is still available for for somebody who gets panned as much as he does. Like he just keeps making movies. It's kind of. Yeah, he's um, a money printing machine, amazing. of course. Every, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I have to pick Jess, you have the floor. One. She, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's ah. tilting here. We need like the you know like how the NHL has the countdown clock that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right. Just take a timeout after. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Punch Drunk Love. I think I remember oh, liking yeah. that. Yeah, it was pretty highly think... rated when it came out. Oh yeah, my god, I forgot I how I bad Little Nicky was. Little Nicky was terrible. Weirdly worry, enough, taking... that is not one that I hated. I didn't hate that movie. I'm not saying I, I hate it. I'm just saying it was cringy and awful to try and it sit through. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I'm going to go okay. with Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Um, Adam is going to take Jack and Jill. <laughs> Um, the fact that you <laughs> would say that I would take Jack and Jill over a Hotel Transylvania uh, really uh, is hurtful. That is true. So with my third pick, I'll take Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I have a sneaky no. selection for my pick. So, And you're not going to pick it, so it doesn't matter. I honestly, I have one that I want to, we're going for. We have to go for because I have one that I want to take with my last pick. That I'm hoping is a sneaky like sleeper pick. Um, oh, which one of these is going to come back to me? I don't like this. This game, damn drafts, they stress me out. Uh, I will go with. Damn it! All right, I got to do it. Um, I'll take Mr. Deeds. Good choice. Yeah. I think I've seen that. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was uh, solid. Who's in that movie? It's um... uh, Winona Ryder. Yeah. And him and... Uh... Yeah. I don't remember. He ends up like owning his dad's... He ends up inheriting... Yeah, like, he ends up parking the private jet or the whatever in the Wendy's drive-thru, remember? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. He... Yeah, it's like a long-lost relative that left, left him millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, and he's from like some little mm. hick town. He goes back to to the town and buys everybody red Corvettes. Yeah, he has the black foot. Oh yeah, Where you, oh. Can, stab him with, you yep. can stab it with a fire poker and and yeah. pin him to the ground. Yeah. Why is that the only thing that triggered my memory on that movie? Like everything else that you guys were telling me is pretty memorable. Not ringing a bell. That yeah. one. That I remember. Yeah. Also, for people co people complaining, um, 
the, there's no spoiler alerts on these because these movies are over 20 years old. So <laughs> if you Seriously. come at us and be like, whoa, spoiler alert, bro, I am going to, I'll have words for sure. Mr. Deeds was 20, 2002, which was 21 yeah. years ago. So years. Yeah. Uh, statute of limitations does not exist there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Adam has Waterboy, Wedding Singer. You're, you're rocking some W's here. You got to get another W one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go like very sneaky, like with pick number three. Oh man. Uh, you got, so you got your, your second to last and last pick. Yeah. So I'm going to go on Adam Sandler's uh, serious side here. Okay. And I'm going to pick the movie funny people. Judd Apatow run. Oh, movie. I never saw it. It is. You know what? It is very good. It will make you very emotional. Okay. All right. It is not necessarily a funny movie. Yeah. But there is funny parts to it, but like that's an all-star it's a, it has an all-star cast. Like at the time it maybe not was an all-star cast, but also it's two and a half hours, but I'm actually uh, a little surprised that we're in the last round now and Uncut Gems hasn't been taken and apparently his one of new one of his newer movies Hustle was actually supposed to be really good too. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I'm just going to go through the list here because of the people who was in Funny People and why you should watch it. It okay. was the debut movie for Aubrey Plaza. Oh. Uh, Jonah Hill, okay. like, when he was first starting out, was in it. Yeah. Seth Rogen's in it. Oh, uh, I have seen that. Leslie Mann's in it. Didn't Eminem make an appearance or something, like cameo? No. Are you thinking of the interview? <laughs> no. I'm going to Google RZ, it. RZA did. Oh, the RZA. Try that again. The RZA. Um, yeah. Anyway, it is fantastic, and I would definitely recommend watching it. All um, right, all right. I will, I'll throw it on the list. But it is, but just be prepared before you watch it. Bam, right there. Eminem and RZA made a hilarious cameo in Funny People. Boom. Oh, okay. I remember seeing <laughs> a clip with Eminem, and I'm like, Eminem's in a movie? Besides and, 8 Mile, obviously. Yeah. And for my uh, final selection, so pick number 10 in the Adam Sandler draft, I'm going to stick close to my roots here. Oh, God. Go with, uh, I'm nervous. You don't mess with the Zohan. Oh, God. That is awful. Don't know it is oh. not. That movie is absolutely fantastic. It uh, was. I honestly thought that should have been done by like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. It is. It is no, it is a fantastic movie. Okay. Uh, I'll Mariah take your word Carey's for it. in it. Chris Rock is in it. How you know how much Chris Rock's uh, in like every Adam Sandler movie? Who? Oh yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it is a fantastic, hilarious movie. Um, okay. And it does that was a movie. sneaky pick. Yeah. Huh? I didn't see that coming. No, my sneaky pick was Funny People. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's that fair. was that was telegraphed. Okay. All right. All right. I'll give it to you. I that was uh, I more obvious saw... than the Canucks electing Quinn Hughes like seventh overall. I only saw like ten minutes of it, and it was so cringy. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, and I changed the channel. Um. Okay. Well, this is so. This is where I have that moment of: Do I take the uncut gem of this draft? Boom. Um. But I can't. I just can't do it. I haven't seen it. So I will take one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. 
cheesy, not great, solid cast, great soundtrack. I'm going to take The Longest Yard. You got Nelly playing a running back. You got the great Kali from the WWE, Bill Goldberg smashing people. Uh, yeah. Football movie with a bunch of prisoners. One of the guards is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, yeah, legit. Longest yard. Yeah. I do mildly remember that movie. It had uh, so much energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like she's she's reading while God. talking. Um, would you like I me am, to riff for a little bit? I know I've seen. I know I've seen a lot of Adam Sandler movies, but like for the life of I cannot remember. Uh, there's there's grown up, very good selection like, on the board. That's the problem. I'm like grown up Grown up still I'm actually on the grown ups page right now. Fifty yeah, first dates is still on the board. We did talk about that. Um, Click is still on creepy. the board. Click, yeah. Uh, Underrated movie bedtime stories. Um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Hotel uh, Murder, Transylvania. Murder mystery with Jennifer Aniston. You didn't even take Hotel Transylvania after all talking it up on Twitter. Yeah, you know what? I, I was thinking. I was thinking about He's... taking Hotel Transylvania, but I knew that if I took it, I would lose the, the popular uh, okay. vote. Uh, that's my boy with uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, I and think blended. actually the one that I'm gonna go with. Oh, Grandma's Boy. That was old. That was a fucking awful movie. Apparently, uh, he was in Joe Dirt. Um, was he? Yeah. Um, Sandy Wexler was actually a good movie. The as movie. Well, yes, this is it. Just go with it. Was it the movie we were talking of? Brooklyn Decker. Brooklyn Decker. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not her actual name in real life, but. Is that like a stage name? No, that's her. No, that's Brooklyn Decker that's... is her real life name. She was a model. I thought that. Yeah, that was she's what in, the name um... was in the movie. No, her real name is. She's Brooklyn in Decker. Battleship. She's, oh yeah, her name was Palmer, not Brooklyn Decker. Yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn Decker is the actress. That's yeah. the movie I'm going with. Just go with it. That had uh... Rachel. No, that, that's the one. Yeah, Jennifer just Anderson. go with. Have yeah. Minka Kelly in it? Okay. Uh, so... Oh God, I fucking hate her. Who? Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly. I absolutely. Mm. I do remember. I do remember being very upset when she showed it's up. It's too late. You locked it in. You locked it in. You're taking it. No, I know. I actually did like the movie, <laughs> but I really do hate Minka Kelly. I'm a Friday Night Lights fan, and I hate mm. Minka Kelly. <laughs> I can't okay. Stand That's that fair. woman. Okay, so refresh uh, or uh, recap. Pick. Recap. Jess has got Happy Gilmore. Damn you. Um, stupid 101. Uh, Anger Management, Jack Nicholson. Great movie. Punch Drunk Love. I admittedly never saw it. Just go with it. I admittedly never saw it. Uh, I have got Big Daddy, which I saw. Billy Madison, duh. Mr. Deeds, obviously, and Longest Yard. Uh, Adam is rocking Waterboy, solid pick. Wedding Singer, Funny People, which apparently is pretty good. Need to throw that on the list. And don't mess with the Zohan. Um, it's uh, Zohan? 
Zohan, right. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's not. It, it... I, you know, I don't have short enough jean shorts to be able to pronounce it properly, clearly. Uh, okay. Well, that actually didn't go how I thought. Uh, I thought Uncut Gems would have been on that list. I'm One of his best. That, uh, that 51st Dates and mm, Click were both omitted. I am not surprised that Pixels did not make it. For anyone that hasn't watched Pixels, don't waste your time. And as we mentioned, Deuce Bigelow, I've Male seen Gigolo, that movie did not way make too it. many times. Deuce Bigelow? Yeah. Or Click or uh, Pixels. Pixels. I've seen Pixels oh. way too much. Yeah. My kids it, love that uh, movie. It was cheesy and, and not great. It had a ton of potential, just execution was very poor. Uh, Grown Ups didn't get taken. Grown Ups was actually pretty good. You All right. Shut well. up. <laughs> well, I guess that's that's right. a good enough uh, line to end it on anyway, right? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and the title of this week's episode just tells her dog to shut up. Um, no, I was telling my daughter to shut up. Oh, even better. Uh, I just heard the dog barking <laughs> and all I hear is shut up. Uh, <laughs> anywho, that was fun. And uh, we should do more drafts because yes. even though it has nothing to do with sports, it's fun. And we, we always do the Jim Carrey draft. We could sports. make it sports related. We did do a hockey jersey draft. You mean there was multiple sports movies taken in this draft? That is a good point. Longest that yard. Is? Happy Gilmore. I mean, Happy Gilmore is a hockey movie sort, sort mm -hmm, of. Mm -hmm. Very true. Too. Yep. And we'll just ignore uh, okay. the fact that and he's you don't mess with the Zohan. They play soccer. Okay, I thought you were going to somehow say that like being a hairdresser is a sport, but uh... no, no, no. Mariah Carey sings the national anthem at a soccer match. Oh yeah, and in Mr. Deeds, uh, he ends up owning the New York Jets. Yep, and he beats the shit out of the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that he does. Yeah, because he swore in front of a lady or something. Yeah. Yeah, don't use that language in front of a lady. And then he called, and then he like, his dad called, called his dad. Like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for knocking some sense into my boy. Yeah. And then his dad beat him with a belt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good note right there to end it on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, child abuse of your fully grown adult son, who is the quarterback for the New York Jets. Our podcast, man. Every it's every just week that we chaos. This, I don't know. Yeah, chaos. I don't know how people are still with us. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> Sherry, <laughs> Sherry Palmer, and Casey Dolson are like the only two that I know of that listen every week. So special shout out. Thank you, guys. Uh, to everyone else that is in the shadows listening and wondering what the hell we do every week. Also, thank you. Um, I will say uh, personal message. I do have a baby on the way. I will be taking some time off. So good luck with these two running the show. It'll be chaos. Oh, God. <laughs> if Adam sure... makes it out of, out of this alive, it'll be a miracle. That's a miracle. Yeah. Uh, I'll be uh, discovering the miracle of childbirth and Adam will be discovering the miracle of staying alive without Jess yes. murdering him. Yeah, It's true. Um, but I will say that uh, in the coming weeks, I will also be taking some time off because I will be having surgery in a couple, in two weeks. Holy shit. Um, and I will be out for 
three well, weeks after that. So. We will wish you a speedy recovery. Hopefully and, uh, everything I would goes like smooth. to announce that I will be taking a couple weeks off because nobody will podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Adam Kirzenblatt show. Uh, <laughs> imagine trying to run a podcast by yourself. Oh, oh my god i did one live stream by myself and no thank you <laughs> yeah it's pretty hard yeah that doesn't sound it doesn't sound fun you have to have somebody to like bounce the chaos off of well i'll tell you what i will do my best to be here for all the episodes that jess isn't here and then we can tag out once i take off for a bit jess can tag back in when <laughs> is cheryl uh my significant others due date is april 22nd there's a decent chance that they may end up having to do a mm -hmm. c-section early so i'm prepping for mid-march where i will be a wall for a bit while i am getting an hour and a half of sleep a night yeah and i will be losing my podcast room yep so yeah so It'll inconsiderate be, i know babies they're just the worst eh yeah. They take a lot away from you. Yeah. But uh, I will do my best to... That sounded you know, very depressing. <laughs> I'm just mentally preparing for the lack my of sleep. My biggest advice is sleep when the baby does. Yeah, I won't Even need to during too much the day. about that because I'll be at work. So. Do, you not, do you not get, like, uh, paternity leave? Um... I can go into that after we're recording. Oh, okay. Because it's probably not super interesting to everybody. That's probably true. Yeah. It's the difference but, between uh, the Canadians and the Americans. We don't get anything, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I will try to still uh, hop in once in a while and say hey and see how everybody's doing. Uh, but yeah, that'll be a month or two away before that happens. But probably. anyways, we will deal with that when it happens. In the meantime, we will prepare next week. Do we want to do the other draft next week? If we can make it. Let's not make any week. promises because the last Let's time we it. made a promise that we would, we made a tweet and then didn't record for like a month afterwards. So yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, at some oh, point yeah. when we record at some point in the near future, we will do a Jim Carrey movie draft because he also has 7 million movies and that'll be a good time as well. Those yeah, ones if there's I've any other, um, yeah. you know, mainstream actors that we would know their movies from that have more than you know 12 movies let us know yeah absolutely let's and you know what not just movie uh drafts draft ideas uh draft do not give us like a rob schneider draft or something like that please you know what? we can do we can do best dessert foods you know best uh you know best dishes uh you can throw cheese on top i don't know i don't care we'll we'll do some fun stuff i mean cheese goes on everything, you're gonna make me so. hungry i know Best flavors of iced tea. Flavors of iced okay, tea? Not that's... even fair. You know I don't. <laughs> what are we going to do? A one-round draft? Is... Yeah. Uh, it, whoa, Jess whoa, whoa. There are, <laughs> there are so many flavors of iced tea. Oh, Just... my God. We're going down a wormhole here, people. Anywho, thank you very much for sticking with us for an hour and ten minutes of this complete debauchery and chaos. And, uh, yeah, we will catch you all guys whenever we record next. Let's aim for next week. And thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of the Third Line Podcast here on the Area 51 Sports Network. Make sure to head over to area51sportsnet.com slash podcast. There you'll find a list of all of our podcasts, including the Shifts and Pucks podcast, Cap Space Wins Cups, 
and Canucks Mafia, along with our baseball podcast, Out of Left Field. On that site, you can also find our written work, whether it be about the WHL, OHL, QMJHL, Vancouver Whitecaps, Vancouver Canucks, and all things sports in the Pacific Northwest. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Third Line Podcast. Thank you.